Well, they're not fighting yet, but we have a sumo in the studio today. In for Gatos and Chad, it's Steve Zensmeister and Susan Monday. Yeah, earlier in the day, Susan says to me, you could just call me Sumo. I was like, really? I can? That's kind of awesome. I love that nickname. I like it, too. I got a lot of weird nicknames growing up. Like what? You would think. With the last name like Zinsmeister, come on. I mean, I got them all. Well, got, let's hear a couple uh, of them. Zinmeier. I had a coach that called me Zinmeier a lot. Um, a lot of things with Meister at the end, as you might imagine. Yeah. Um, How about Maestro? The one I get. No, I never got that. I never got anything uh, complimentary. Um... Around here, one of the bosses calls me Zins. Zins. I've got plenty of people who call me Z or Zin. They probably called, don't know how to pronounce your name. We've That's called a, you Stevie Z a few Stevie times. Stevie Z. I was super producer Stevie Z that's for right. a handful yeah. of years oh, here Zim. at the station. And a boy band, yeah. Yeah, Zim. that's true. How about Becky? Do you have a, you have a nickname? No. My oh. name kind of is a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Rebecca? Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. At, uh, did I hear right, Becky Lynn, that uh, it's over? It's finally over? It's over. I, yes. The, the, the Carrie trial, lawsuit trial is over? We're waiting on the judge now. Oh, okay. So we still got to get a verdict. Yeah, we still have to get a verdict. All right. Well, I'm not going to hold my breath for that. But uh, talk about a story I don't really want to deal with anymore. I'm done with elections. You're done. You're the done. recount, we're going to get the recount uh, results. I believe it's December 28th or 29th um, that basically got delayed because they're trying to deal with all these court cases first. It was a two day trial for Carrie Lake. She was tasked with uh, proving that the printers on election day were tampered with intentionally mm-hmm. and that also it resulted in a changing of the outcome of the re- election. Really high bar to set. And today, yeah. that trial came to a conclusion. We're just waiting for the judge. Hopefully, we get something on that tomorrow or in the next couple of and, days. And the one for Abe Hamaday, that I don't believe has even occurred yet. Is that tomorrow? Uh, no, yeah, I think that starts tomorrow, if one, I'm right. I think, I think it's like a one-day deal or something. I don't know. He had a, he had actually more counts that were allowed. Four, four, four out of four five. Of, four yeah. of his five counts were allowed to be heard in the court. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes, too. I mean, everybody gets their day in court. I'm glad that they do. Show me the evidence. Uh, I can tell you that from the legal minds that I've spoken to who Watch this Carrie Lake trial closely. They say no evidence. There really wasn't any. So there's that. Um, maybe there's a reason to keep Title 42 around. Yeah, because the Biden administration doesn't have a better plan. <laughs> maybe that's the reason. So we've talked about this a lot. Title 42 is basically a COVID era policy that allowed us uh, in the United States to send migrants back to their home country. On the premise that we didn't want to allow COVID into the country. Yes. COVID as a pandemic is no longer as prominent, I guess is one way to put it. Um, so the reason has gone away. Therefore, the courts say Title 42 needs to go away. But maybe we could use a new reason to keep it around. Well, here's the headline. Respiratory illness patients filling up Arizona emergency rooms. And it's not just Arizona. So COVID has morphed into all, you know, it's other things now. And people are getting things that they didn't get when we were, I guess, masked up. I don't want to go back to masking up, but people are getting things now that perhaps you would normally get during the winter time. RSV yeah. is going around. Yeah. The flu is certainly going around. COVID still exists. It's not going away. It's going to be around for probably the rest of our lives um, and beyond that. So if those are filling up hospital, I, I don't know what capacity the hospitals are at right now. But if it is as bad as you say, then maybe the almost the exact same reason that we brought back Title 42 for COVID could still be legitimate. Well, let's just say if the hospitals are jammed up and then you allow, you know, you you allow more people to come into the country across the border and they get sick, where are they going? Right. So that's the point. And 
we've got issues right now in the state. It's right here. It's according to Dr. Michael White, Chief Clinical Officer for Valley Wise Health. We're seeing emergency department volumes that are approximately 30% higher than we have in previous periods. So it's something we talked about with the mayor of Yuma the other day on the show uh, that he, you know, he mentioned too that there's also a lot of pregnant women who come across the border and you got to have the baby somewhere, right? So mm-hmm. if you're released into the United States or you're waiting your trial, uh, that's an American hospital that has to deal mm-hmm. with that. And there's a cost certainly that comes with that. Um, and so that's certainly different than being sick, but it still takes resources from a hospital. And this is the same sort of thing. The Arizona Department of Health Services reported more than 5,000 cases of the flu for the week of December 4th. That's over 10 times higher than typical for this time of year. I don't know, though. I've never gone to the hospital when I've had the flu. The flu is the flu. Well, you can have varying degrees, certainly. I I have known people who have gotten violently ill from the flu, and Mm -hmm. that's certainly a situation that's scary. Um, I'm like you. I've never had it to the point where I've needed to be hospitalized. Yeah. very fortunate in that regard. I've known people who got COVID, certainly, in the last couple of years who have needed to be hospitalized for breathing issues. I'm sure RSV is similar. Is this a legitimate enough reason for the president to go to the Supreme Court in the next couple of days and say, hey, we are we are actually still dealing with some sickness in the United States. And you know what? We don't want we don't want migrants to be bringing some of that stuff across the board. I think it is legitimate or some people could view it as a cop out because he doesn't have a a clue as to what to do down there. I'm okay that he that he keeps it in place, and he should just submit that we don't have a better plan at this point in time, and this is what we're going to do, because a lot of people, our hospitals are jammed up, and we don't need people coming from other countries and jamming them up even further. I think it's as legitimate of a reason as I've heard from anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I thought of this concept a couple of weeks back before the hospitals were getting filled up with people. I was like, well, can't we just like throw around RSV as, a, as an excuse? It. I, well, I didn't mean to. I certainly didn't intend for people to get sick, but at the time I was thinking in my head, could we just drum up a reason, which was basically how we ended up in this place anyway. <laughs> I was like, can't we just drum up a reason? I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that someone in Washington lied. Um, and now, unfortunately, we're kind of in that situation yeah. where this might be the only alternative. I think that's what we're going to hear, because uh, what's the extension? that, that the I believe Biden- it's next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. And do you really think... The Biden administration is going to be working that hard next Wednesday to make a decision on this. Well, I don't think he's going to be working hard on Saturday or Sunday. Right. Seeing as how we have a Christmas holiday. I I got to be honest, when they announced the extension two days ago or whenever that was, my first thought was Biden just being like, come on, Supreme Court. It's Christmas. Can we just deal with this next week? I mean, I'll come back in on Monday if you need me to, but oh, Sunday's off limits. I think it's going to get another extension, and I think he's going to use this that we've been talking about, the RSV and the hospitals being jammed up, as the reason. And I think it's an okay reason. It's as legitimate of a reason as I have seen mm-hmm. to extending it. Are we just going to extend it just to extend it? I mean, that's kind of what we did with the rent moratorium. It's kind of what we did with student loan payments. But sooner or later, the extensions are going to run out. and they're going to rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, they're going to have to fix it with all eyes on the Biden administration to do so. This might just give them a little bit of cover for a little bit. Yeah, breathing room. Breathing room. Yeah, breathing room. Yeah, because we're going into January and February. Those are months where people get sick. Coming up next, is Senator Kirsten Sinema asking her staff to do some crazy things for her on a personal level? And is that wrong? That's next on the Gatos and Chad Show.
the Grinch. You really are. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. The Eagles returning to the Footprint Center on March 1st for the Hotel California 2023 tour. Tickets are now on sale, but you could just win a pair by going to the contest page at KTAR.com. I'm not sure if the boys played this as a uh, commentary on my feelings for Christmas. I enjoy Christmas. Now, this is the Grinch song. Yeah. What a great classic song this is. It's about how much he hates Christmas. That's what's so ironic about it. Do you hate Christmas? No, I don't hate Christmas. I love Christmas. I may be treated a little different than some people. We talked about uh, a couple days ago, I don't really do gifts. I send people money. Oh. I know, I'm the worst. Oh. I know. You'd be better off buying something from a thrift store. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, interesting story that we found today in the Daily Beast about uh, Arizona's senior senator. She's been getting some weird press lately. There was a story about how she sells her clothes on I Facebook that, Marketplace. She became my new favorite person when I saw that because I saw, I've saw i sold so much stuff on Facebook It's a very Facebook personable thing. Like A lot of people yeah. can relate to that. Yes. She's just like us, but <laughs> I'm afraid this next story... Doesn't make her just like us. Well, in some cases, it so does. The Daily Beast got their hands on a memo that they say is from a, a while ago, but it, during her time as senator, so within the last few years probably, and it's a 37-page memo to their her assistants, to her aides, uh, explaining how to do their job, what to do for her to best put her in the place to be productive. Some of these things are minuscule, like uh, she doesn't like flying, so don't seat me near a bathroom or don't put me in a middle seat. I I prefer not to fly Southwest Airlines. Those things are fairly reasonable. Sort of wondering that she doesn't fly first class. No? I don't know. Um, Using taxpayer dollars, flying first class wouldn't sit well, I guess, with Arizonans. Maybe that, yeah. Well, certainly everybody, a lot of people on the plane probably recognize you, too. Yeah. So. Oh, there's Kristen Cinema, Kirsten Cinemas. First class first again. class, drinking champagne. Some of the other things are a little bit more uh, taxing, I guess you could say, on an assistant. Like, keep a bottle of room temperature water near her at all times. And we need to debate that. Like, what is exactly is room temperature? I don't know. Really? I have no idea what the temperature and how does she know it's room? How does she judge that? Do you get yelled at if it's, you know, not room temperature? In other words, it, it shouldn't be ice cold, but how warm is warm? You know what's funny? I handed her a cold bottle of water last week when she was in studio. Oh, how dare you? She, and I did don't she drink think it? she drank it. No, she didn't. I don't think I she wonder, did. I wonder why, though. Why? There must be a reason why she wants it to be room temperature. I would assume there's a reason. I don't know what it is. Um, one of the other things was to have an assistant check in with her weekly to see if she needs groceries. So she has her assistant spying her groceries sometimes. How do we feel about that? That is borderline divish because she 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 I, I get it. She has two places to live, one in Arizona and one in Washington D.C. Sure. I get it that she has to have some food uh, in the Washington D.C. place. But when she gets there, can't she just go out, or can't she you know call it in, call Target, have them drop it off, Walmart, whatever? What about uh, scheduling appointments like hour long massages, or if the internet goes out at my apartment, I need you to call Verizon. Wouldn't we all love to have that? Oh, I'd love to have somebody. I, I need an assistant around here. I think I do. Do I deserve that? Probably not, but uh, Wouldn't <laughs> boy, it you love, nice. if your internet went out, somebody to call it for you, be on the phone for an hour, oh, and yeah. then somebody, they give you this window. Yeah, we'll be there between 12 and 3, and somebody wait at your house for them. I would love that. One of the ones that I, I, 
I don't think any of this is all that bad, to be honest with you, and we can mm. dig into that in a second, but one of the ones that I, I actually respect a lot, and you feel very differently, she says she doesn't work before 8.45 a.m. and doesn't work after 8 p.m., and I like that only because I respect uh, the separation of personal and work life. Well, is that the kind of job that you should be able to do that? Isn't that a 24-7 job or not? I don't think any job is a 24-7 job. I think certain jobs, and I'll even throw uh, news radio, like talk show hosts, I will throw this in a similar category where there have been times where I'm doing my personal life. I'm out at a baseball game or something. Like, for instance, uh, a couple years back, a friend and I, uh, both working here at the station, we were out at a baseball game, and John McCain died. It's a Saturday, uh, Saturday night, if I remember right, and we got the call. And we both knew we were going to be on the breaking news coverage, and we rushed into the radio station, and we did the job. We did the show uh, when Senator McCain died. It was one of the biggest shows we've ever done around here. And I compare it to it only because, yes, there's going to be times where a senator is asked, we need you to come in and and do a vote, or we need you to come in and work on legislation, or we're really close to a deal. we got to get it done tonight. Like We're on the last leg. Yeah, of course there's going to be times where she'll work after 8 p.m., and I'll bet you she would do that. But as a hard line, like typically, if I'm not working on normal stuff after 8 o'clock. I, I need to have a personal life. I respect that. And she's so active, too, running marathons. Well, and- that's another subject because she's got some things in her memo about her activities. Right? Okay, what does she require for activities? Well, let, let's first of all talk about her eating schedule because that has to do with her <laughs> activities as well. Sure. Um, she, she says in the memo... Um, Due to her very high level of activity, she's always hungry and needs to consume a lot of protein each day. It reads, specifying that she has to eat between 12 and 12.30. See, I, people that eat like that weird me out. Like, they have to eat at a certain time. 2 and 2.30 and 5 and 6. So, in other words, uh, I, I, 12.32, that's br- not breakfast, but lunch. I don't know 2 and 2.30, but 5 and 6.30. It states that she brings her own lunch and snack to work, but that she cannot be scheduled beyond 6.30 without in staff ensuring that she has dinner. I don't know. I think that's a little strange to me that she's on a regimen of eating. So here's an interesting line in the Daily Beast piece. Yeah. Uh, the Senate Ethics Handbook states that, quote, staff are compensated for the purpose of assisting senators in their official legislative and representational duties. That was a big word for me. And not for the purpose of performing personal or other non-official activities for themselves or on the behalf of others. So according to the Senate Ethics Handbook, this is probably either towing the line or over the line. Right. But I'm I'm here to tell you, like, this is a thing. There's no way that she's the only senator on Capitol Hill or the only person in Congress who has an assistant getting her groceries. There's no way. Right, I mean, they're picking up, you know, dry cleaning. Look at the corporate world. Are there people who have assistants who do stuff for them? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, document also makes clear that much of her time outside of regular hours consists of exercising and training for athletic competition. She wakes up very early to work out and sleep is very important to her. So her schedule has to accommodate that her training schedule. On the weekends, no work obligations earlier than 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I, I read this. It's a, Is it a little diva-ish? Yeah. Sure, I think it is. 
I think it's a person who respects that she isn't just a senator. That's not all she is. She's a person. She's a person who cares a lot about her health and being active. She's a person who sells her clothes on Facebook Marketplace. I mean, for crying out loud, we all do it. All right. So what I want to know is when when does she have time to do that? I mean, yeah. Probably has an assistant to do it for her. <laughs> I mean, if we're, Think if about we're being serious. It. I mean, it's kind of time. I sell stuff on Facebook Marketplace. It can be time consuming. Do you have an assistant to do it for you? No, I don't. All right. I don't, and I don't want to because. Would you pay somebody to do it for you? No. See, because then you're just losing money. I actually like doing it. Oh, okay. Well, she might too. For all we know, it's her actually doing it. I can't even imagine with everything that she's juggling that she even has time to do Facebook Marketplace. I really can't. Both of those stories are just a big deal about nothing, I think. All right. Personally, that's my personal opinion on it. I think I think that when you're a person who's one of the most powerful people in America, I've said before on the air, I think she's more powerful than the president right now with her ability to sway votes in the U.S. Senate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that having an assistant is more than reasonable at this point, doing things for you. I'm not saying having an assistant is unreasonable. That's not what this is about. Are some of her requests unreasonable above and beyond? And apparently, according to what you're reading about the little booklet that The ethics handbook. When you become a senator, (laughs) it's borderline. It's borderline. I'm certainly open to the debate. All right. And you're also thinking that a lot of other people do the same thing, but they don't. It doesn't get released. The information. See, a lot of her staffers were the ones that released the Somebody put it out there, right? staffers, right. Somebody got ticked and put it out there. All right, coming up next, we're going to wrap up the show. It's the holiday season. Will you be writing thank you notes for all those gifts that you're going to get? (laughs) I think I'm going to ruffle some feathers in this next segment. Coming up next on the Gatos and Chad Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. And this portion of the program brought to you by Parker & Sons Plumbing and Electrical, the two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award, Steve Zinsmeister and Susan Monday. Sumo in for Gatos and Chad today. Wrapping up the show and wrapping up the shows for the week, in fact. It is the holiday season. You're going to be getting a lot of gifts from different people. You're going to be giving gifts, more importantly. But here's the question. Do you write thank you notes to everybody that you gift you get gifts from? No. No, I don't. No, I don't. No. See, I don't ever write thank you notes because I have a reason. Because I prefer to say thank you in person. Now, that's not always possible, right? You get a gift from the family across the country. You know, it's like, you know, it's not like you're going to fly across the country just to say thank you. Um, but if possible, when possible, I say thank you to a person in person. I call them. I don't ever write it out on a piece of paper. Is that bad? Well, I think an in-person thank you is better than a thank you via text or email. So, oh, certainly. Yeah, so in that case, I'm going to give you some points, but okay, not, I'll take but not it. all the points. What prevents you from writing a thank you note? Me personally? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I just prefer to do it in person if I can. That's okay. really all it is. I, I think the other thing, too, is when it comes to receiving cards or notes, certainly notes carry more value to me than, you know, the card you buy at the grocery store or whatever. Yeah. But when I get cards, I read them and then I toss them. You're, you're I don't not, hold you're not on sentimental. to them. For, you're not, what no. about stuff that you might get from like your girlfriend or something? 
Um, yeah, those usually stick around for a minute or two. Uh, <laughs> definitely, if I get anything from uh, a kid that like makes some art for me or something, I've got tons of stuff on my fridge. Uh, stuff that I hang around the house, like you know, if they paint a rock for you, I mean, I'll keep that rock around for a, for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, too, if I have friends who do art for a living, like uh, photographers, friends of mine who have taken pictures and they put it on their card and they send it to you for your birthday, yeah. that's art. Mm-hmm. So I'll keep that around too. But if I get the silly, goofy, jokey card from Walgreens uh, for my birthday, it's usually gonna hit the trash at some point. I think why this hit me so hard is because. Uh, my niece got married over the summer, and I sent her a, a big amount of money. I sent her a check in the mail, and when she got it, all she did was text me and thank. And that was how she thanked me for it. I was very bothered by that. Very bothered by that. So I would agree that that's probably a scenario, especially like a wedding. Like normally you do thank you notes. Yeah, for a wedding. you sure do. I've never been married, so I'm not going to pretend that yeah. like I've had to go through that. But that seems like the natural thing to do because mm-hmm. you're getting such significant life altering gifts mm-hmm. in some mm-hmm. situations. I received a present uh, from my uncle the other day. Okay, it was, it was a book, and I thanked him for it via text. Was that wrong? That's our relationship, by the way. We text. Yeah, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe not. Maybe it's like it's, a, a... It's certainly not a huge a, check. Yeah. Well, Brittany Griner uh, thanked a lot of people who sent her notes while she was in prison in Russia, and she was very appreciative of it. So I think it's a great feel-good yeah, story. I yeah. just don't write thank you notes. Well, listen, Maybe I should start. Yeah. You could start with this Christmas. Hey, Susan, thanks so much for being with us thank this week. Thank you for, for uh, helping me on the Gators and Chats. Oh, I really appreciate you being here. So Susan Monday, Steve Zinsmeister, you've been listening to the Gatos and Chad Show. Becky Lynn is next with Arizona's Evening News. We'll see you. Merry Christmas.